Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment like music. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. What'd you do yesterday for Valentine's Day, Donna? Did you celebrate your singleness in any way? I sure did. Today is Single Awareness Day. I went to bed early. Thanks for asking. The acronym for Single Awareness Day? Sad. Mm -hmm. I also went to physical therapy. Oh, single doctor helping you stretch or anything? No. Well, your voice sounds familiar. No. No? I always seek out women for medical stuff. I'm cool with, uh, well, yeah, for medical stuff, for sure. Me not want to drop me pants in general. <laughs> for a lady person. But I'd rather have male person looking at it. And I was so terrified last time I got a physical. Thank you for asking, Donna. Sure. And I hadn't had a physical in 10 plus years. Okay. And one of the main drawbacks was I just thought, I don't want to like, Turn my head and cough and do the whole thing. And I know women, you're like, oh, please, they have to look on all sorts of places and mm-hmm. we're giving birth and all that. Okay, I understand. But I'm going to be a man and complain. Okay. I go in. My male doctor comes in. Behind him. comes. Oh, the worst when they bring someone to shadow them. This beautiful, mm. lovely yeah, no. lady. And I thought, why are you here? So no joke. Uh-huh. The whole time he's talking to me, you know, are you getting much sleep? Do you have a cough? All this stuff. I'm just thinking, how do I tactfully but firmly ask her to leave the room? Right. Because it's always like, hey, do you mind Jennifer's here? No, of course, Jennifer. Hello. Right. Let's, you know, we're doing physical stuff in here. Did he ask? We get to a point, and I, say, I, I asked about cancer. And I said, when are we going to get to a point where we can just step in front of a machine once a year and you scan our body and tell us if we have cancer? I think you can. Not exactly, but he said that we were getting closer to that. But he said it shifted into that's one of the reasons that we don't do the testicular check anymore because of so many false positives, to which I said, I'm sorry, huh? And he said, like, I, there won't be, like, turn your head and cough or anything like that. And you because, were like, Phew. oh, my gosh, you have no idea the weight lifted. Truly relieved. Because I just would have felt like such an idiot having to say, Jennifer, excuse me. First of all, thank you. What a great job you've done here today. Just being here and <laughs> but being wait a, a second, part of the room. wait a second, wait a second. 
uh, and we will get to music news someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't they still have to check your prostate? No. Prostate checks start, I think, as recommended examinations at a certain age. Recommended. What's that? I don't know. Recommended? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking, Donna? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, oh, they do. Okay. Interesting. I would have just thought adulthood. No. So prostate is a backdoor situation, correct? Yeah. Adulthood. What, what's adulthood in your mind? 18? 18? No, 21? no. When do they start checking the prostate? Probably at 40, I think, for, oh, okay. for men. But anyway, I was very relieved. Age 50, unless you have... Uh, oh, issues. In, yes, unless, like, you know, hereditarily it's in your family or things like that as well. Okay. Thanks for sharing that vulnerable how do we moment. Get um, <laughs> how do we happen? ever get anywhere? Oh, physical therapy. Was he a guy? Doctor. And I, I said always I always asked ask for, for women. Yeah, then yeah, I was yeah, afraid yeah, when sure. a woman came in. Yeah. How do you but feel was, about a guy massaging you? That's okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Get after it, man. I remember my old doctor was Dr. Plodkin when I was a kid, and Dr. Plodkin would give you this nice big lollipop at the end, and it was great. It was like a huge lollipop. It was really exciting. So it was like, we're going to Dr. Plodkin's, and now I got a lollipop. It just like alleviates the the nerves that you have as a child going to the doctor. Sure. And then Dr. Plodkin retired, and I was 12, and I knew that there was a female doctor who was coming in. And I was terrified because Donna, let me express at the age of 12, 13, all they need to do is turn on the air conditioning vents and that's enough. Yeah, sure. Hormones. Just a change, just a change in wind. I mean, you're just totally unpredictable. So I'm terrified. A woman doctor and I am just becoming a werewolf. How do I do this now? I can't okay, trust wait. myself. Why didn't you tell your parents? Like, I don't want to go to a lady doctor. I don't know. It's uncomfortable. It's just like, okay, now Dr. Plotkin is no longer there and it's Dr. Janice or whatever. To my great and deep relief, when she came in, okay, she had a visible mustache. Oh, great. And at ease, boys. <laughs> All of my nerves went away. Because I was, it was just, just that was That's great. just enough. All right, perfect. Thank you for asking, Donna. Oh, sure. Yesterday was Single Awareness Day. Okay. I thought today was. Today is Single today. Awareness okay. Day. Here's the list of the top 10 anti-love songs from Ultimate Classic Rock. We'll read through a few. Number 10 is Don't Think Twice, It's All Right by Bob Dylan. That is a song, if you listen to the lyrics of that, that is about splitting up. I ain't saying you treated me unkind. You could have done better, but I don't mind. You just sort of wasted my precious time. Hmm. Don't think twice. It's all right. You should listen to that song more, Donna. Okay. Uh, Number nine is So Lonely by The Police. We'll play a few from the top five. Okay. Uh, Number eight for Single Awareness Day, you could turn up Your Break in My Heart by Harry Nilsson. Or I Hate Myself for Loving You by Joan Jett and the Black Arts. That's a good one, right? Hate myself for loving you. You doing the lip thing, the double underbite thing. <laughs> You're no good by Van Halen is number six. Number five, a song you should listen to on today, Single Awareness Day. Love stinks. Oh, I love that song by Jay Gels Band. Giles. Sure. Song. I don't know if I've ever heard this. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, so that's number five on the list. And then number four, 
not a foot model, but a rock star indeed. Steven <laughs> Tyler of Aerosmith with What It Takes. Do you know that song? That's great. I love his voice so yeah, much. Yeah, he's got a really cool voice. Uh, that's number four. We're doing the top ten anti-love songs that you can listen to on today. Sad. Single Awareness Day. Number three is Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. That's a good one. Yeah, I love it. Fleetwood Mac. Didn't I see something in the headline the other day that just said, like, we're officially never getting back together? I don't know. Cool. Totally. You do it at a campfire, you know? Uh, that's number three. Number two on the anti-love song list is Love Bites by Def Leppard. Yeah, Donna. Coming to the fair. Oh, is that right? Nope. Cool. That's Duran Duran. Hey. <laughs> and finally, the number one song, according to Ultimate Classic Rock, for the list of anti-love songs that you can listen to on Single Awareness Day, which is today, Love Hurts by Nazareth. Oh, I love her. That Flowers is not on the list. All of these are old. How about Flowers. Miley Cyrus? Sure. Well, ultimate classic rock. Oh, got put, it. Put got it, it. together. Got it. That explains that. So, Sorry I blew up. Give it a decade. Alrighty. Thanks, everybody. Everybody say hey. Um, <laughs> who does the laundry in your house? Uh, primarily Lou. So this is kind of interesting. I came across a list of Let's make a list. the 10 most common laundry fails. I think it's very relatable. Let's go through some of them when we come right back, okay? Okay. All right, be right back. We're back with it. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We've got the big Zamboni with us as well. The big Z. Clean it up hey. our mess. Mikey Z. Mike Mikey Zamboni. Z. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. Mike Zamboni. In the same way that Lobster was the, the center. Yeah. The hub, yeah, and then there were spokes that came off of it. Sure, Zamboni is the hub, and there are all sorts of spokes. Mikey Z, Zambonini, absolutely, you know, the A big Z. Z, yeah, yeah, all it's of it. Been decided. Mikey Z, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, I like it. The Zamboni, that's it. Mike Zamboni, Mikey Zamboni, boom. done. Bye. You guys do laundry or no? You do, your wife does it, right? She primarily leads that charge. Yes, I think that's smart. I'll throw in some of my own loads from time to time. Got we have it. Six. We have six people who wear clothes every day. That's a lot of laundry. It is, Donna. It's the kind of laundry that I think makes my wife want to occasionally set the clothes on fire. Um, I get it. I get it. Doing the laundry isn't the problem. The folding and putting it away. I could fold it, but it'll sit there for maybe 10 days. That's why people don't start the laundry is because that part is easy. You shove it into a circle, close the door, Mm -hmm. then take it out, put it in another circle, close the door. All of that tops takes you three minutes. Tops. Right. The folding, the putting away, the hanger situation. Ugh, hate it. That is the biatch. Hate it. Uh, Do you guys get your laundry detergent at Costco? You should. Thank you. Is that where you get yours done? A hundred percent. How often do you even need laundry detergent? I mean, how frequently do you do laundry, may I ask? Uh, quite a few times a week. Yeah. But so don't, you're don't a small forget. load person? You must be Not unless you're doing really. outfit changes, I do Donna. way less laundry than my roomie, but I have a lot more clothes. But it would. <clears throat> you're doing laundry more than once a week? 
Yeah, because I don't want it to pile on. Anyway, that's not why you called. Kind of, though. Mm, all right. I think you're doing that a little weird. Wouldn't but you listen, just want to hamper it? Like, get to one full load, do it. Yes, and then, I do. I then do. you can't be doing it multiple times a week. You're one person, Donna. But there I also so have clothes. sheets. I have towels. I have blankets. I Up until recently, I had dog sheets that you, I would use on my bed that I'd have to, you know, wash often. Do you do your bed sheets once a week? Yes. We'll do ours once every couple. Okay. Still not checking out how you one I person just would be doing it multiple. Just, okay. Uh, you know like maybe twice a week, I'll throw in a load. All right. Okay. Thanks, man. Whatever. All right. Anyway. Sorry. Here are some laundry fails. Most common, and almost half of us have done number one on the list. Oh. What do you think number one is? Think of a laundry fail. Oh, left it in the washer. Forgotten. Then it gets the mildew smell. Good one. Mike? Overstuffed. Mm-hmm. Leaving a tissue in a pocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. That's a problem. Although um, there are certain things you can leave in there, and instead of breaking apart, they say we're stronger together than we are apart, and then it becomes like a little puck of lint and fuzz and tissue. Oh, you sure. know what I, How sure. does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> this has happened to me before. I don't even know if this is on the list, but when I put... Okay, staining clothes because of a dirty or rusty washing machine. Wow. Oh, my. That's happened to me at the cabin when a pipe broke. And all the water became rusty. Mm. So now my sheets are big stains. Using too much fabric softener on towels. If they're coated with too much of it, they can't absorb water as well. I did not know that. Oh, that's interesting. Leaving gadgets like AirPods Mm. or your phone in your pocket. Mm. Throwing it in the wash. Never done that. But that'd be a bummer. Leaving one dark item in with your whites and it ruins stuff. Now that's only for yeah, we're not stringent about it, but I think that the dark to light color transfer only happens upon first wash. I don't think it's subsequent washes where it is still transferring. You kind of lock it up after a wash, don't you? I don't know. I don't know. Loose change in your pocket so it rattles around in the dryer. Forgetting to put clean clothes in the dryer so you have to wash them again. Cramming too much stuff into the wash so it doesn't get clean enough. Cram. Shrinking stuff by washing it on the wrong setting. Oh, man, yeah. Putting uh, detergent or bleach or fabric softener in the wrong compartment. I'm one of those people, I don't read the instructions on things I buy. Like a car, right? Are you going through... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The entire book? Or are you just like, okay, I think I could figure this out. Yet you keep a bin of manuals. Now, that doesn't make sense, ladies and gentlemen, and that's objective fact. Okay, but the reason that I do is because this is pre-internet stuff mostly pre-internet time (laughs) you couldn't just look something up on the internet right there was a time when we Donna brought her Benef manuals to Twin Cities Live because she had talked about them on the radio then we dump them out and a dime bag of weed falls out right on the table true. in front of us. It was not weed. I don't even know what that was. Mike, here's what happens. <laughs> I'm like, let me, there's so many of these. And then I dump them all out, this giant bin of manuals. Live on all, television. Live. And then this little, tight little baggie of what appears to be, we didn't have any canine units there that day, what appeared to be, Drug paraphernalia. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, did this just happen? And it reminded me of years before an old TCL story had been they were going to have this guest on to do like IT work early days of Twin Cities Live to show here's how you can like go inside of your computer and blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, the people can't be there, blah, blah, blah. They have to use a different piece of equipment, something. They then find out when like opening it, the kid like the brother whose computer they borrowed for this oh sure had stored all of his weed oh. in it and that would have been a live television moment hi everybody welcome back drugs <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so bad so oh that's what God. i thought was happening and i was like i'm going to end her career no. by her guesting on the show i did not have a bag of weed in my bin it of manuals looked like it i need to find that footage I don't even know what it was, actually. But, like, I'm going to waste a bag of weed? (laughs) Donna! (laughs) I'm kidding. I joke. So you don't read instructions, yet you have the bin of manuals. But that means if you have a sweater, you're not looking up the care for it, like lay flat to dry? Uh, Yes, that I am. That I am doing. I don't put everything in the dryer. That's why it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I hear you right there. I got, you know, a rack that I have to put my unmentionables on. Yeah. And I have a male roommate, so that's weird. Yeah. I know. We thing. are whole upstairs, this banister going down to the stairs during laundry day, which is usually laundry days because there reaches a tipping point sometime where everybody's hamper is now full. And it's just like, oh, there's just stuff hanging everywhere and drying, slung over doors. Because there's a bunch of... You know what? I request change. Okay. And I would like for whoever decides to run for president in 2014... Ooh, Steve's getting political. How edgy. To just say, all clothing manufacturers, you must wash and dry on high heat the garment first before you sell it. I want maximum... Maximum shrinkage to have already happened and then sell it to us. So make the garments bigger, shrink the bejesus out of them, and then give them to us because we got lives to live here. Okay, we're not trying to hang crap everywhere. That's true. When's the last time you ironed something? Oddly enough, just this last week. Oh, good for you. It had been months and months. We need a caller on the line. 651 641 1071. Call now. You can play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 651 641 1071. Donna and Steve. Time to play a little 
little game. Time to go to college. college, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. Mike. I want to see how smart you are. We'll change that. Okay, sounds good. Uh, We will uh, go ahead and play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge right now. And today's theme, February 15th, not only is it Singles Awareness Day, it is also National Wisconsin Day. Okay. So this is pop culture that's all going to have a little tie into Wisconsin. And to play today, I didn't ask her if she's from Wisconsin, but we've got first-time caller and player Shannon on the line. Shannon! Hi. Hey, Shannon. How are you? Hi there. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Where about in Wisconsin are you from? I grew up outside of Madison and then lived in Milwaukee for 10 years. Wow. Go Brewers! Okay, you That's might be right. good at this then. What's that? You might be good at this uh, at this game then. I'm hopeful, yeah. <laughs> so Donna just makes fun small talk there with you. I'd like to get a little more personal if you don't mind. Oh, jeez. Uh, what's <laughs> happening next in your day, Shannon? It's, you'll play this game and then what? Oh, I'm going to work on my taxes. Queen. Yeah, yes. got to do that 1099 too. W2. Exactly. Super fun. Uh, we Yay. are buddies. I would love to team up with you personally, so I hope that you choose me. But ultimately, the choice is yours. Would you like to team up with Donna or Steve in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge? I'm going to go with Donna. Yeah. Woo. Brought in the Wisconsin ringer for you, Donna. Yes. Man. Thank you. All right. Okay, I got to go. Great. Okay, right, Shannon, gonna, hang on. Yeah, we're going to put Shannon. You're going to go on hold here. Steve's going to make his way out of the studio. Bye. And we are going to run through these questions. Again, the theme today is Wisconsin and pop culture, as it is National Wisconsin Day. Are you ready, Donna? Yes. We'll start with this one. Though he'll forever be a legend in Las Vegas as one of the highest paid entertainers in the world through the 50s to the 70s, this monominous, fabulous, flamboyant pianist, singer, and actor was actually born in West Allis. Liberace? This late 90s and 2000s coming-of-age sitcom focused on a different decade as it followed teenage friends Donna, Eric, and Kelso in the fictional town of Point Place, Wisconsin. Uh, That 70s show. Though this group who sang Abracadabra and Jet Airliner was formed in L.A., the title lead singer is from Milwaukee. Steve Miller Band. Steve Steve Miller. Just rolled right on through them. We'll, uh, um, see if Shannon wants to change sounds anything. good. We'll bring Shannon on here. Did you just hear that Wisconsin, well, domination, believed to be domination by Donna? I know, it's Donna. Donna from Wisconsin. She did great. You Thank fe- you. You I'm felt not... good with all those answers? Yeah, for sure. All righty. Sounds good. We're going to go get Steve, put Shannon back on hold as Donna makes a run. Maybe the questions were too easy. I don't know. We might I don't have to go think to so. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I... You'll maybe go two for three. Steve. Yeah, he always says what you're going to do. You never yeah. call him out and say what he's going to do. Right. So you need to pick on him a little bit there. Maybe two yeah, for three. I'm so bummed out now, man. It's all oh, right, brother. man. What's the topic again? Uh, Wisconsin. Oh, man. It is National Wisconsin Day today, so we're doing Wisconsin in pop culture. Okay. Are you ready? No. Okay, we'll get started either way. Uh, though he'll forever be a legend in Las Vegas as one of the highest paid entertainers in the world through the 50s to the 70s, this monominous, fam- fabulously flamboyant pianist, singer, and actor was actually born in West Allis, Wisconsin. Liberace. 
This late 90s and 2000s coming-of-age sitcom focused on a different decade as it followed teenage friends Donna, Eric, and Kelso in the fictional town of Point Place, Wisconsin. Uh, that 70s show. Though this group who sang Abracadabra and Jet Airliner was formed in L.A., the title lead singer is from Milwaukee. Hmm. Say it again. Though this group who sang Abracadabra and Jet Airliner was formed in L.A., the title lead singer is from Milwaukee. Arlo Guthrie? He does say Jet Airliner in one of his lyrics. All right. There right. we go. Let's run through these. The very first one. And uh, I lived in Wisconsin for seven years. Never realized this either. But uh, Liberace was actually born in West Allis. Wow. Li- Liberace was in this building at one point. He oh, signed wow. one of the uh, center blocks downstairs. Oh, yeah. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, next one. You both uh, said that 70s show. And you're both right, Ooh. of course. Focus on a different decade, that 90s and 2000s. They tried to make it that 80s show and that 90s show, and I don't know. Oh, man. Still around. What is this last one? And finally, though this group who sang Abracadabra and Jet Airliner was formed in L.A., the title lead singer is from Milwaukee. The correct answer is Steve Miller. Yeah! Oh, man. And Donna nailed it. She didn't even need help from Shannon of Wisconsin. Wow. But congratulations, Shannon. You're the winner. Reach out and Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Thank you for picking me. Fun, right, Steve? <laughs> what? Let's do the bonus one just uh, for bonus ham yeah, sake. sounds good. The tiebreaker would have been this. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Uh, be sure to hold on, Shannon, by the way. Uh, here we go. What uh, is the title of this Steve Miller Band song? Donna. Steve, Donna. Oh, is that Jet Airliner? Fly like an eagle. Fly, Fly like, like an, an eagle. eagle. All right. So All right. So I, it's it. a tie then. Nobody <laughs> wins this. Sweet. Oh, God. They're so good. Oh, yeah. Great band. Take the money and run. The Joker. Man. Ah, this, this oh, yeah. Good. So good. They were good. Thanks, right. Mike. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you, Mike. All What's right, the you- score? With that, it is now eight. And again, Kaylee will correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's 18, Steve, 13, Donna. And Donna's one uh, back to back. Yeah. Nice, Donna. Woo! Thanks, Steve. Uh, you want to do this? Time for a tip. tip. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. My kids are doing a Shark Tank thing at their school. Oh, cute. And I thought, this is a good idea. So they all, my son, this is like fourth graders. But I think fifth graders are doing it too. But anyway, they you know get in front of a little camera. They all have these Chromebooks at school so they can easily record themselves. And they know how to edit and everything. It's really great. But anyway, so he was showing me some other students' things, and uh, we're, we're watching a bunch of them, and I see one of them, and I thought, I'll be darned. That would be a certainly a useful invention for me. Okay. Let me see if this is relatable. If it is, send me an email that says, thanks, Steve. Don and Steve show at mytalk1.com. <laughs> when I go okay. into a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I'm going into Target, let's say, to pick up a T-shirt, and then if Lou says, hey, while you're there, she'll text me, can you grab this, this, and this? Okay. It's immediately stressful for me because I don't know Which my aisle? way around it well. Okay. This young student had a really good idea. And this student suggested that there was a smart cart that you essentially okay. could 
like if you prefer to shop in store, you don't like the whole curbside thing, you don't want to pay the extra for them to drop it at your door, you want to go into the store. What if you could use an app like you buy food when you're buying everything online hmm. ahead of time? So like an interactive list. And then they if, tell you what aisle if via Bluetooth it you could get your phone and now you pick up your smart cart. And then I'm going a little bit more in depth than maybe the student was, but they had such a great idea here. Your app, your shopping list communicates with the shopping cart once you get it. And then it like filters it all and then puts them in order Love of it. where the store is. Yeah. And then it essentially gives you turn by turn navigation to just pick things up in the store. I feel like, yes, amazing idea. I feel like there's a variation of that that currently exists. I feel like there is an app that tells you what aisle to... Am I making this up? I think you're making it up. You do? But I think you're making it up because it feels like this should exist. That could be. It's a really good Fabulous concept, idea. For especially third stereotype of the day for clueless dudes who go in there. My wife knows where stuff is. She, she's a type A, so her brain is like, oh, yeah, then this is there. I mean, the amount of times that I have called her from an aisle and I say, hey, they don't sell cream cheese anymore. There isn't cream cheese. <laughs> are you sure? Where are you? And it's like she's now talking to a child. Where are you? I'm in aisle seven. Okay, so you need to go two aisles over, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes she'll even say, have you asked for help yet? Right. And I always say, well, of course not. I'm too proud. Okay. This She's is, called me zero times asking for where an item might be. Well, I way. think this is why I kind of got irritated when Target changed all of their their floor plans. Mm. I no longer know where stuff is, where I did before. Like, I know what I'll... Like, if I ask Rumi to pick something up for me, I will tell him exactly where in the store to find it, rather than just have him wander around aimlessly if it's not something that's a staple in the fridge. I'll tell you a place that I really struggle with, and mm. it's a place that I really enjoy, and it's a place I don't think I've ever gotten out of there under $200, and that's Costco. And Costco is different and mm-hmm. that their shopping model is called the treasure hunt model, where you ever think about this? They don't have big signs saying what each aisle is, like every other grocery store does. I guess I never thought about it. They don't have signs. They don't need them. Everyone knows where everything is. No, that's certainly not true. I can tell you that from my own personal experience. Huh. You don't know where the things are. And so as you do that and try to find, did they move the Cheez-Its or the Cheez-Its somewhere else now? No. Sure. Then you find something else. Or if you go in there and you know, I need to get pots and pans, there's a little bit more of a dopamine release when you find the pots and pans, as opposed to you see it and it says aisle seven, pots and pans, kitchen utensils, etc. It's the treasure hunt mentality. What Costco is doing from a how our brain works and capitalizing on that, it's crazy. Same thing. It's the rotisserie chicken. Everybody knows. It's their loss leader. They're not making any money on the rotisserie chicken, but they know how weak we are. So if you said, I'm going into Costco for a rotisserie chicken, Eight out of ten people, and that's all you need. Eight mm-hmm. out of ten mm-hmm. people will get to the register worth more than a rotisserie chicken. You know why? Damn it. Because the sleds are on sale for 12 bucks a piece right now. We may as well pick those up. I bet you I need batteries, right? 
And then you see the tub and of little pretzel things. And you have to pass all of this to get to the chicken. The chicken is in the back. That's ah, where they keep their lost leader. The chicken came first. Doesn't work, but I like that all you right, tracked with you. the story. Uh, hey, Zamboni. Yeah. Would you like to contribute to uh, the GPS situation in the store? Yeah, I was just going to uh, Target does have that. I mean, the the little app where it will show you specifically based on the store you're at, which aisle it is. And you know, they showed where, me that once yeah. when I was lost. Okay. And I said, like, where is the salmon? Mm-hmm. And then they said, you can go to the store. And I was like, it shows that it's here. And then they said, oh, push on this button now. Yep. And then you can see a little blue dot where it is in the store. Yeah. What they don't have. So they have like the early. Sure. Early idea. What they don't have is transfer the shopping list. And then set up a full shopping GPS. Start here. Look to your right. Pick up kale. Got it. You know who does have that though? Who, Donna? I believe the Mall of America has. um, I think they have an app where you know where you go and look at the directory. The directory will tell you same thing. Go up the escalator. Turn right. Make a left at the next corner. Yep. If you. Are looking for a store like if you're looking for DSW, mm-hmm. it will tell you exactly. So I think this does not exist. I know you're trying to crap on this idea. I'm not. It's a great idea. You don't believe in young students, and you say that idea shouldn't be recognized until someone can rent a car. And you've said that off air. I've never said that. I think this idea is genius. And if there's a store that gives me full GPS, you go up. Your app, sync it up with your cart. Boom! Now I've got your list. Reshuffles your list so that it's in a perfect order. Turn left. Now in aisle two, pick up wheat bread, right. English muffins, right. jam. The Walmart app does tell you the aisle the items are in, and if there are more more than five of them left, oh, they'll tell you the inventory on them. That's coming from Leo. Guys, uh, I get it. You don't have to email me. I know that there are a bunch of inferior... Or app. Hey, guys. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, justice for the injured. That is the slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. But it's more than that. It is the reason they say that they are lawyers, because they know people need someone to represent them who will fight for their rights. And Bradshaw and Bryant believe that with their experience or talent, their available resources, they can achieve justice for their clients. And they do. And they'll give you the best legal representation possible. If you have suffered uh, from a personal injury as the result of an accident, Here's the thing. You need to contact an attorney as soon as you can. You can call Bradshaw and Bryant for a free consultation. Mike Bryant assures me that it doesn't cost you anything to meet to discuss your case. And you know what? The attorneys only get paid if there is an actual settlement in your case. For years, Mike has been named a super lawyer. He's also been named among Minnesota's top personal injury lawyers by Minnesota Law and Politics. Get a hold of him today. You can find him online. Just go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. All right. All right. Uh Okay. All right. So here's the thing I like me a good Dateline episode. You know? Yeah. A lot of my girlfriends do also. They love 2020. They love, um, what's the name of that? Uh, ID. There's a whole channel dedicated yeah, to true crime. crime. Or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Stick them up. Uh, stick them up. Well, apparently there is a reason that we love true crime. 
And basically, it's what I've been saying. Because we're hardwired to like them. And according to this scientist and expert in morbid curiosity, (laughs) that's a thing. There's an almost primal reason to seek out these shows. Because watching them helps us prepare... If we find ourselves in a similar dangerous situation. Thank you. True crime can have a learning component to it, or it's at least perceived as a learning component. We feel like we're more prepared in these kinds of situations. So if this dangerous situation were to occur, basically, you know what you should and shouldn't do. Your thoughts. Um, I disagree. Huh. I think there could be an element of that, but I don't think I understand that something could be learned from it. Oh, I think people do. I think people do like it. I think that the numbers alone, there just aren't that many self-help people like, honey, hang on for the good of our family. I need to make sure I know what to do in case our neighbor kidnaps us someday. It's not like that's why people are watching. People like this stuff. They do, just in the numbers alone. If I guess like, just like people hours, like to be scared. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a little sure. bit of that. Yeah. Yes. Now Which that is why feels people like scary truer. movies. Yeah. People like that to challenge themselves. I just have, I just find it interesting, like getting inside the head of somebody. Like, what? Yeah, see, now that's not self-help, though. I mean, I'm just saying those are two different things. Let let me put it this way. If I'm watching a Dateline episode and the guy who, I'm I'm just going to say the guy. Okay, the killer. For the sake, let's just say a killer, a killer, the bad guy. And then they're interviewing neighbors when this bad guy was a kid and they're like yeah and then he killed squirrels and took joy in that i'd be like (laughs) okay red flag if you hear of a neighbor killing you know squirrels stay away from that person because they're probably psychotic right yes but what about the counterpoint to that the counter argument as a juror what about all of the stories that say we would have never seen this coming we cannot believe that this happened. That's so, where that's where the learning comes from. Where you're like, okay, what's the learning? You, you go, could, if you can't see it coming, people snap. There, there can be. There are so many people sure. who are in prison for having murdered people without any sort of the on, yeah, the classic signs, the digital trail stuff like that. There are some people who just snap. Maybe the lesson to be learned is trust no one. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best lesson. I think this stuff is a little bit more in, not that you can't learn anything if you watch something like this. Right. But I think it's a bit more in the, and by the way, I'm not saying that I've never watched and been interested in any of these stories. But I think it speaks more to uh, the our own depravity in the commercialization and taking advantage of of creating these shows because they know that we will watch Mm. and they know that most people don't walk away feeling better or more encouraged to do better and and i think that there's a thin argument about but now i'll know what to do if somebody comes at me with a hatchet will you though i don't know about that okay 
Okay. Uh, so I think that it, this leads to a greater conversation, which we won't have right now, but there is such an increase in our culture's fascination with death and destruction that, you know, I know it can sound old fashioned to say, look at television 50 years ago. A bunch of this stuff wouldn't have been on. And you can take that argument and argue things on the positive and on the negative. But our fascination culturally with this stuff is kind of, it's kind of weird. So, I, I I kind of agree. I'm seeing other explanations like women are fascinated by true crime because it's a facing your fears thing. Knowledge is power. Your worst possible fear Understanding it, confronting it, knowing everything you can about it, that's one of the explanations that people are obsessed. Now, Brene Brown also suggests that rehearsing for tragedy doesn't actually make you better prepared for tragedy. All it does is rob you of presence in the current moment. Mm. So if you think all the time about what am I going to do if my kid dies, the horror of horror for any parents, you think, your mind tricks you into thinking this is going to help you be better prepared. Okay. But... She was suggesting, it turns out, it won't. It will still absolutely crush you. And all that you have done when you thought you were actually preparing mentally for it is you have been taking yourself mentally out of the present moment of enjoying them and savoring the time in what you think is preparing. And it's actually just damaging your here and now. The tragedy will still be tragedy no matter if you've prepared for it or not. Sure. I hear what you're saying. You know? Thank you. I also thought the other day I saw, I forget who the celebrity was, but like, they just like, in a movie, like walked in, they were in this office, and it was like, bang, bang, bang. And remember we, there was a, Martin Brashear, years ago, asked Quentin Tarantino, do you feel any sort of responsibility for having so much gun violence in your movie? But then all of Hollywood goes up and says, we need to get rid of guns, but there are a lot of guns in movies. That's worth a conversation at some point, don't you think? Because they say it has the power to change people. That means for the positive or for the negative. Wow. Going deep on the Donna and Steve show today. I'm leaving for hour three. No, you're not.